As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The kick is on the way. It's set long enough. It is good. It's good. Iowa wins 27-24. Marshall Kane with a 57-yard field goal. Show HD. It's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears, featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now get ready to Sound Off. What's Bugging Andy? Coming up in just a few minutes with some comfort for Cyclone fans, but uh, John, it's Hawkeye mm. fans buzzing tonight. Man, what a game! Emotions running high. Brett Greenwood onto the field under the lights 57 yards for the win you're stealing all my lines we're oh, gonna get to bad. all that hot topic 515-282-9010 greenwood inspires cane kicks now the sight of, of brett greenwood leading the hawkeye swarm oh. onto the kinnick stadium awesome. turf that that did set the tone for on a, a night of emotions more on that in just a moment it would end with the marshall kane game-winning kick 57 yards with room to spare. That thing went into the net. First Iowa game winner as time expires in 30 years. For Iowa State, a big kick, but this one to the gut. Cole Netton has made big kicks, but he misses a 32-yarder. that would have won it for the Cyclones. Toledo wins in overtime. What did you think of these dual thrillers? And they were happening at the same time. 515-282-9010, your chance to sound off. Hmm. Kinnick Stadium had sold out energy Saturday night, even if it wasn't sold out. For the 63,000 fans there, they will never forget one of the more entertaining and emotional nights in Hawkeye history. Former star Brett Greenwood, back on his feet following four years of painstaking rehab leading the swarm. C.J. Beathard again proving clutch, scrambling three times on a bad hip. Beathard's runs set up a Marshall Kane kick for the win, and Kane crushed it. He took his no-freeze, timeout-induced practice swing and then followed through on a 57-yarder. That set off the kind of party we haven't seen at Kinnick in a long time. Anyone who passed on a ticket regrets missing that moment. The whole night came full circle when the Hawkeyes presented Greenwood with the game ball and sang the fight song. That's a Disney movie, minus the Motown songs. And how about Kirk Ferentz 2.0? Fake field goals one week, refusing to take a knee the next. The new Ferentz doesn't play for overtime, He plays for the win, and fans love it. Meantime, what happened to those Hawkeye fans calling for Brett Bielema? Where are they now? 
Arkansas is one and two with losses to Toledo and Texas Tech. Change isn't always the answer. Paul Rhodes' Cyclones are better, but they're still self-destructive. Penalties, turnovers, mental mistakes, a rough one and two start for ISU. I know ISU's kicking history and kicks to the stones. Oh. But I would have bet a crisp $10 bill Cole Netton makes that game winner. Ask Iowa. Cyclones still had overtime, still had a chance to win. A senior quarterback can't take a sack on the final play, can't do it. Must give someone a chance to make a play. After Tony Romo got hurt, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones said he felt as low as a crippled cricket's ass. Now that's low. Cyclone fans shouldn't feel that low. ISU should be two and one. And here comes the cure for what ails any college football team, Kansas. John, what do you think? Well, the Jayhawks are the worst team in D1, so that's a positive. I think the energy and emotion we've seen from Iowa the first three games is something we haven't seen in a few years. Many people doubted whether the Hawks could get out of the 6-7 to seven win funk. After next week, they'll be 4-0. Yes, I'm counting North Texas as a win considering the mean green just lost by double digits at home to Rice. Marshall Kane cemented his legacy in Hawkeye lore, a walk-off game winner from 57 yards. That's equal to a grand slam walk-off in baseball. Kane joins Daniel Murray, Warren Holloway, and many others that will never have to buy a beer again in Iowa City. C.J. Beathard continues to impress. He made one bad throw against Pitt, the INT, but after that, Beathard was poised, accounted for almost 300 yards, and made the big plays when needed. Iowa State just can't seem to get out of their own way. The Cyclones should have beaten Toledo. Iowa State outgained the Rockets by 170 yards. They had a 100-yard rusher. The defense played well. And in the end, nothing mattered because it was just another kick to the junk. A lot of the blame is put on Sam Richardson, but the entire offense is in a funk, and that falls directly on Mark Mangino. The Cyclone offense was supposed to be the strength. But right now, Iowa State is averaging just 23 points a game. That's last in the Big 12. Yes, even behind Kansas. If the Cyclones are going to turn this season around, it's going to have to be with the offense. That whole free beer for life, you think that's really th really free? I mean, really a deal? Does it, it really happen? I, I think it, it, it's, it's built into the bars in Iowa City. If Warren Holloway walks in, it's free beers for him. Do you think he'd be recognized? I didn't oh. even really know him until that game. Oh, he's recognized. Yeah. Now he is. Yeah. He's set. Oh, he's set, set with the for beer. life. Yep. All right, let's get it started with uh, Marcy in Ellsworth. Marcy, what did you think of the Hawkeye win? Well, you know, there was never really any doubt in my mind that they would win. You know, I really thought they had it. They were cool, calm, collected. They did a great job. However, the one thing that I was worried about was when C.J. Bethard was tackled so many times by Pitt, there was one point where the opponent's helmet touched his chin and laid him back pretty hard. I thought perhaps we'd have an injury there, but, you know, he's a, he's a tougher guy than I thought for 170 pounds. Yeah, that's a good point. He was he was hit more. He got rocked a lot. He, he was hit more by mm. Pitt than he was by yeah. Iowa State and Illinois State combined. He got hit a lot because 
pit blitzes. And, and that's a, a factor of, I think, is it Pat Narduzzi, uh, the pit coach? His yeah. de used to be Michigan State's defensive coordinator, that hard-nosed, we're going to hit you every play type of defense. And Pitt is a very good defensive team, and Beathard took a lot of shots. He was hobbling at one point. You mentioned his hip. He was hobbling at one point in this game. Stayed in there and made plays, even ran when he had to. Carl is in Ames, home of the Cyclones. Uh, Carl, what did you think of Iowa State's effort at Toledo, another game that, that came down to the last play? Hey, it's, yeah, this Carl here, and I'm just really disappointed with the Iowa State performance. The offense this year has been a big joke. Sam Richardson, way overrated. Really just disappointed with the performance. We need to pick it up. Definitely need to take it up a notch. Uh, this isn't all on, on Sam Richardson for sure, but they, they do – the receivers are legit, and they've got yeah. to get them the ball – more and last night Warren ran the ball pretty well yeah and and, and I, was, I was calling for more passing last week but I I still want to see more like this what we're seeing Devario Montgomery out in space like where is Alan Lazard he had three or four catches where is Quinton Bundridge they need to be thrown 45 times a game if you need to spread five why do it I mean you got to score 30 points a game in the big 12. see uh you think it's fair John to watch a play that went for big yardage and say see I want more of this isn't that, isn't that the truth? We want more of this. More of this. Made field goals. We want it. Mike in Knoxville. Mike, what did you think of the Hawks last night at Kinnick Stadium? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I got to first give a shout-out to Seth Rollins for, from Iowa for winning the WWE title against Ng. Oh, he's not but, giving that uh, belt back. No. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I, I – Did he just eject no, himself? I, I think Rollins but, just took him out. A, whoa, whoa. a lot of the, the refs like that pass interference that wasn't called and like what the lady before me said about Bethard getting rocked back with the helmet hit. I mean, he's, he was getting rocked and I don't know why they don't interview the refs like they do after, you know, the games, they don't ask the refs about like any calls or anything like how the players they interview and the coaches, you know? Yeah. Thanks for the call. Uh, uh, this was a good game for Iowa because a uh, pit is rougher. That gets you more ready for, well, what you would find in the Big, Big Ten, Ten if you were playing defense. a more challenging yeah. schedule. But Wisconsin in, in a couple of weeks. Man, uh, you want to talk about a wide-open Big Ten West? Yeah, I here mean, you go. Let's face it, the Hawks, they're going to beat North Texas. They're going to be 4-0. First game of the Big Ten season is at Wisconsin. A game that early in the, in the Big Ten season could determine the Big Ten West champion. John Iowa just has to go 6-3 and three the rest of the way to get to my 9-3 and three prediction. I had him at 8-4, and four and uh, <laughs> right now I think 9-3 and three is looking a little better, but uh, we still got a lot of football. Time for lookalikes with a local connection. You can send them to sports at whotv.com or sound off at whotv.com. Old Spice directs. He also judges Chris Hassel. Chris Hassel, that name's familiar. Mm, Chris Hassel. Is he Bristol? What's the he... local connection on this guy? I can't remember. Anyway, he looks like Reese Davis, according to late Iowa sports tweets. That's a match. Brady Billerbeck says Wally Burnham, Iowa State defensive coordinator and nice guy. Looks like, now who is this? Theoden? King of... Is it, Rohan? Is, is, this, what is, this? is this Game of Thrones? I, no, I, I don't think so. Is this I Game of Thrones? Is, anybody knows this Game of Thrones? It, it, King it, of it, Rohan? Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Okay. I, I have no idea. Thank you. Okay. Arthur saved us. I'm not surprised his name's Arthur and he knows all about this <laughs> <laughs> It's a match. It's a match. It could get difficult finding nice things to say about one of our teams this season. I'll tell you why and offer up some solutions next. John, I told you it was Theoden. Theoden. Theoden, yeah. Uh, like us on Facebook, Sound Off Nation. Corey writes, 
I think deep down every Iowa State fan knew that kick was going to be missed. It's just the way it always happens. Randy writes, guardedly optimistic on the rest of the season. A little gun shy, but seeing shades of the glory days. Great game, and they showed a lot of courage. Cyclone fan Tom writes, I'm giving up. Not likely to get more than one more win the rest of the season. Oh, man. Dave says, grew up a diehard Iowa State fan and then acquired a taste for the SEC after moving south and began rooting for Arkansas as well. Uh, Toledo just beat them both. LOL. Cyclone football fans are among the most loyal in the country, and that is a compliment. It's also a starting point for what's bugging Andy. It's still early. Too early for college football fans to give up on their teams, no matter what has happened so far. Their teams still have plenty of opportunities to surprise them with good things. And I mean that. But that's the type of thing that Cyclone football fans are sick and tired of hearing. Almost any words of encouragement sound loaded, or at least like you're trying too hard to say something nice. Think of this weekend's game with Toledo. I mean, the final score really didn't even matter. From the very start, all kind words were already doomed. Hey, hey, congratulations on the win over a MAC team. Or, uh, I'm sorry about your loss to the MAC team. Those both sound completely backhanded. No matter what I say, it sounds backhanded or like I'm trying too hard. And I mean to be truly sincere and complimentary. This is the most tireless, most resilient fan base that I've ever heard of. You Cyclone fans just keep coming back. You're, you're the cockroaches of the sports fan world. You see? That doesn't sound good. No. But how else do you compliment resilience without sounding stupid? Hey, hey, hey. Your spirit is unbreakable. It's like one of those plastic combs at the barber shop that no one ever buys. <laughs> or, you guys are you're tough. You never say die. You're like a, an old tire. <laughs> no, see? Maybe try digging a little deeper. Hey, you, you've had five straight losing campaigns, but you keep showing up. You're the Rick Santorum of college football. <laughs> There's something to be said for a fan base that's that committed. I just don't know how to say it. Cyclone fans, you guys get really excited about stuff like the pinstripe bowl and a win over Kansas. I mean, to you, Sliced bread is still the greatest thing in the world. Can't say that. It doesn't sound right. Got to keep it shorter. Iowa State fans, you make the most of every victory. See, if you stop right there, maybe you get away with it. But you know it sounds skimpy, so you press on and blow it. You make the most of every victory. I mean, somewhere in Ames, someone is still celebrating that win over Oklahoma State that happened four years ago. Here's the problem. The giver of the compliment never quite understands the whole picture. It's like the time my friend Scott, who knows nothing about shopping or women's clothes, thought he'd do something nice and bought his then-girlfriend a sweater from the Lane Bryant store. <laughs> she was insulted, and he was like, what? what? I'll keep it short. 
To the Iowa State fans, to all of the fans in this state who make the most of what they've got and keep hoping for more, no matter what happens, my compliments. I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me. Andy has mellowed. That's all that Ooh. is. Uh, the Hawkeyes and Pennsylvania native Kirk Ferentz hosted Pitt this weekend, but will any of the current Panthers make the who's in your five list? They have a shot. That's next in Live Calls. Twitter, at SoundOff13, Ryan writes, Iowa State fans, please stop complaining about how tough your schedule is. You can't even beat Toledo. Have fun going 2-10. and 10. Chuck says Coach Rhodes needs to resign and let Mangino finish. Time to rip the Band-Aid off. They can then begin focusing on recruiting. Mike writes, no discipline, poor coaching, terrible field management. Pollard should have been waiting at the airport and made the coaching change last night. Boy, these are harsh. This is, this is rough. Scott tweets, how freaking sweet was that? Kane was able. Hashtag go Hawks. Ben says racking up 100 plus yards and penalties, missing a game winning field goal and getting sacked on a fourth down do or die play in double overtime. Hashtag that's so ISU. Who's in your five? It's my five favorite Pitt Panthers of all time. Number five, Gene Kelly of Singing in the Rain fame. Number four. Wait, wait. He went to Pitt. Okay, I thought we were going with football players here. No, I just said Pitt okay. Panthers. Okay. You know, the, the drama department's a Panther okay. too. Mike Ditka, uh, number four. That's four? Number three, Mr. Rogers, <laughs> Pitt Panther. Oh, come on. Number two, Tony Dorsett. Ooh. And number one, my favorite Pitt Panther of all time, Dan Marino. Hard to argue with that. Uh, well, I considered Mr. Rogers at number one. I love that guy. Let's get back to the phone calls. Uh, Eric and Johnston. Eric. We're reading some really harsh tweets and Facebook posts about the Cyclones. They should be two and one. Uh, what do you think? So my question is, uh, you know, why haven't we pulled that Band-Aid off a lot sooner? Because, you know, we had the same issues with uh, Iowa State with their basketball team. And then we got Fred Hoiberg and we went to the uh, NCAA tournament, what, four, four times in a row right after he joined us. Um, you know, we've been constantly – you know, going down the tubes with uh, you know Coach Rhodes, and I think it's it's definitely time for a new new leader in that in that position. I don't know what you guys think about that. Well, it's a it's a deep it's a fair, it's a fair question it's too. It's a fair it's yeah. a deep discussion. Yeah, includes many things. Uh, a lengthy contract that was rewarded when it seemed like uh, things were going to be better than they are now. And I think he has six years left on it. Wins over Iowa, big yeah. upset wins. Yeah, there's there's a lot of money owed. Yeah, but when um, you only win one major I, game per year against Iowa, I mean, what, what I, fun I is get that? It. I get it, but in those first two years, Cyclone fans thought, man, this is this is working, this is going to be big. Uh, wasn't I, it, I thought so too. They were, they were pulling off upsets. Wasn't it after Oklahoma State that year that he got that? Contra 2011 or so. I thought it was 10 years in 2011 when he got it. Yeah, beat one at Texas, one at Nebraska, you know, one at Iowa. Uh, people went to some bowl games, minor bowl games. I, I think fans had reason to believe that things were going to be better than they are. But five wins, six wins now in three seasons. This season just getting going. And uh, people are getting restless, and now there's no new stadium to sell. We, that was revealed this year. So I think this discussion is going to continue unless Iowa State pulls out of this tailspin. And a win last night would have helped with that so and much. I, and I think one of the main factors, too, is, you know, Jamie Pollard hired Paul Rhodes. You know, they're, they're good friends, and we all want Paul Rhodes to succeed. He's a local I, he, guy. He's an Ankeny guy. I, I love covering Paul Rhodes. He's a good guy. We all want him to succeed. But 
Uh, at some point, you can only do so much to a program with the end zone enhance enhancements and stuff. You know, to putting the shiny stuff on it, you gotta start winning too. Yeah, you gotta have a, the, a quarterback and a team that's able to throw a ball into that shiny new end zone to make it actually appear on camera. And you can't, <laughs> you, know? you yeah. can't change where Ames is located. But everything else is now in place. Yeah. The stadium is there. The facilities, they're, they're Great there. Great facilities. I mean, Jamie Pollard has said it, and he's right. Everything is there that it takes to win football. And though it's, uh, it, it, it is a recruiting disadvantage to be in Ames, it's a recruiting disadvantage to be in Iowa City or Manhattan, Kansas, and some other places, mm -hmm. Boise, where teams have managed to win. Uh, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Um, we will have more live calls in just a moment when we come back. Oh, this is how Chiefs fans felt Thursday night. <laughs> Time to bounce around some more topics. We call it face-off. Keith, the Cubs have the third best record in baseball. Wow. They're all but in the playoffs, and it starts with Joe Madden. Fans love Madden, not just for his managing skills, but also because he's not afraid to speak his mind. Madden is the kind of manager who can have one of his pitchers being a Cardinal in the head, and Madden will say... We don't start stuff, but we'll finish stuff. Ooh. Cubs fans love the Madden way and that he won't back down. The two Texas high school football players who intentionally hit an official spoke to the media for the first time this week. The players say an assistant coach told them to hit the ref, and they also claim the ref was using racial slurs. The kids could face criminal charges. Do you believe what they said? I think it's likely a coach told them to hit the ref, but like the code red in A Few Good Men, it's an immoral order and they shouldn't have followed it. The official says the kids are flat out lying about the racial slurs. They also showed up for the interview in haircuts by Lloyd Christmas and Barton Fink. <laughs> Who does that? That's bad. Bad. Uh, the Chiefs had an all-time choke job against the Broncos. KC gave up two touchdowns Boy. in the final 30 seconds to lose by seven. I can't remember the last time I saw an ending like that. Peyton Manning said the same thing. He's been playing football for 57 years. Uh, how about conservative Jim Nance turning spicy at fumbling Jamal Charles's expense? At least he held on to the helmet. <laughs> Two years ago, I said David Johnson was the best running back in the state of Iowa, and many Humble Hawkeye bread. fans laughed at me. Who's laughing now? Not Cardinals fans. Johnson has three touchdowns in his first two games as a Cardinal. He's good. Nebraska is 1-2 to start a season for the, first, for the second time in 55 years. Ooh. Bo Pelini is somewhere smiling, right? Of course he is. Pelini won nine games every year and got fired. Let's see if the Cornhuskers win nine this year. Finally, Donald Trump is out on The Apprentice. The new host, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Trump always said, you're fired. Who should, Ar what should Arnold's slogan be? Get to the chopper. Hasta la vista, baby. You won't be back. You're terminated. Those that was a little really bit of yeah. Trump there, wasn't it? You're, you're terminated. <laughs> yeah. That was like Trump Schwarzenegger. You're terminated. You're terminated. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> You're terminated. You're fired. Uh, you can always email the show, soundoff at whotv.com. Uh, after 57 yards, plenty of room to spare, and a win, I think we might want to start carving out a spot for Marshall Kane on Iowa's Mount Rushmore of kickers. Houtland Kading, Schlicker, Murray, so there'd be five. Okay, it's a fictitious Mount Rushmore. Shane in Marshalltown. My one word for Iowa State. Oi. Tomas in Windsor Heights. All right, 60 seconds sound off. One thought from each of you, and we'll move to the next person. Uh, sorry, it's all we have time for. Randy in Webster City. Go ahead, Randy. 
Jeez. Yes. Uh, I, I appreciate you guys. When you guys came to Web City last week, it was a great time. But, we had uh, fun, too. Uh, Iowa State, uh, Netton is not the scapegoat. He, he missed a field goal. Uh, I agonized over it, but it was – there was more plays to be made, so sure. you can't blame it all on one one kid. And everybody wants to boo him, but you, no, you, I, can't, you can't blame it on a, a college kicker. He could, he, you know. I, I don't. Thank you for the call, Randy. They only I, had twenty points at the end of regulation. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think everybody's that. blaming Netton. I'm just yeah. surprised he didn't make that make that kick because he is a good kicker. He did he, last year at Iowa yeah, from a further distance. He's a clutch kicker yeah. too. I thought he would make it. He did make other field goals. I don't think everybody's putting on putting it on him. And he could have centered the ball to make it a little easier yeah. for him too. John and Ames, uh, you'll have the final word, John. Yeah, I'd like to know uh, who pulled the conservative out of Kurt's ass, but I'm liking it, and I'm from Ames. (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody's liking it. That's the way we like to wrap the show. That'll do it for us. We're back next week. We hope you are, too. We leave you with the sound-off send-off, the cane kick. Here's the kick. It's on the way. It's set. Long enough. It is good! It's good! 27-24, Marshall Kane with a 57-yard field goal. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.